Welcome to Everyone Loved It But Me. My name is Lisa Hedger, and I'm a freelance writer, journalist, and editor in Central Ohio. If you're a first-time listener to the show, welcome. I'm super happy you're here. Remember that time you read a super, super popular book and said, wait a minute, everyone loved it but me? Well, in this podcast, we discuss these super popular books with a different perspective. So if you look through the directory where you get your podcasts, such as Apple or Spotify, you'll see the episodes with book titles such as Where the Crawdads Sing or Mexican Gothic Untamed. Those are episodes where we take a deep dive and I talk with a guest who didn't love the book and we offer a different perspective. But if you're listening to an episode like today that has the phrase book bits in the front of the episode, These are episodes where we cover all sorts of topics such as libraries, book clubs, book etiquette, and book trends. So today, this episode is coming out November 24th, 2021, the day before Turkey Day, the day before Thanksgiving, and the focus of today's episode, shopping for books this holiday season. So we're still in the midst of the pandemic and it's impacting the ability to get items such as books. So if you're planning to buy books this holiday season, I've got some strategies for you. Now on to the show. All right, everyone. So If you're planning to buy books for friends and relatives this holiday season, I've got a list of strategies. The very first strategy is don't panic. If you're, again, listening to this in 2021, you know that we have supply chain problems. I was reading an article in the New York Times Kids Edition from September that said if your parents haven't started shopping for your gifts. They're already late and it kind of made me start to feel anxious already. Even as I was preparing this podcast, I started wondering, oh my gosh, I shouldn't be doing this. I should be out shopping and and getting stuff. But that's not the right thing to do. I think we just really need to kind of calm down and not panic and realize there are some strategies that that can make this work. For instance, I'm going to be scrolling down here a little bit. uh, So apologies if, if you hear something. This was in CBS Local from New York. And they stated that in August, the American Booksellers Association advise booksellers in August to stock up on titles they expected to be in demand during the holiday shopping season. Hopefully a lot of people got that memo. As of the CBS Local article's publication, which was November 16th, physical copies of all of Amazon's top 10 bestsellers of 2021 were still available. That is good news. And my number two strategy goes along with this. After we don't panic, But if you are anticipating buying some of these new release bestsellers, if you want to buy these for your friends and relatives, I would advise you to shop early for those kind of books. I was reading Book Riot. I'll include these articles in the show notes. And Book Riot basically said new releases are causing the greatest difficulty since they are unavailable once they sell through their print run and are awaiting a reprint. Backlist titles are still running into the delays on the shipping side, but 
they've already been printed. Because they've already been printed, they don't run into the production issues. So backlist titles, those are the ones that are a little bit older. And I was reading Parade Magazine actually made a list of predictions of books they suspect could sell out fast. And I'll include a link to this in the show notes. And I'm going to add a couple others that I am wondering might, might be the case. It's just a prediction. But one is Apples Never Fall by Leanne Moretti. So she's the author who wrote Big Little Lies and Nine Perfect Strangers. I have not read this book yet. Very popular. Focuses on a multifaceted relationship of a family of tennis players. There's a mystery behind the disappearance of their matriarch. Actually sounds pretty good. Now another one is a mid- is, is a younger grade book, like elementary age, Izzy Gizmo by Pip Jones. She's a super creative, imaginative kid. And Parade thinks um, that this one really could sell out pretty soon. This is really for those young readers, ages four to eight. Another really popular adult book is Matrix. That's by Lauren Groff. It's historical. This became an instant New York Times bestseller when it was released. And it's also a finalist for the 2021 National Book Award. Um, And another book Parade Magazine fears could sell out this holiday season is One Last Stop by Casey McQuiston. This is a romantic comedy. She had also written Red, White, and Royal Blue. And in One Last Stop, it's about two women who are finding love in a New York City subway. And there's some time travel involved. I will tell you, I had been on a wait list for a very, very long time through my library. And it was so popular that I couldn't read it in time. And I had to return it uh, because it was long overdue. So that's definitely one to, to keep in mind. Another book that Parade didn't mention, but there's a handful of books I'm going to throw out there. One is People We Meet on Vacation. I've been on a waiting list on this one for, I don't know, five or six months. I've mentioned this a couple times on the podcast and I just got my book and I started reading it. So it could be possible, you know, that perhaps we've gotten the, the printing on this has gotten up to date. But just in case, I also think it's a popular book. Alex and Poppy, they're two best friends. They vacation together for years and years. But something happened a few years ago and they're no longer talking. We don't know what happened. And again, like I said, I was originally on a super long list. I just looked at my list today. And if I were to request this book again, there's just 35 people, you know, on the list. So perhaps they have enough copies. But just keep that one in mind. Another book that was released earlier this year that's very, very popular is Cloud Cuckoo Land. This is the most recent book from Anthony Dorr. He wrote All the Light We Cannot See. This was a very, very, very anticipated book. I just looked at my library hold list. Now, granted, this is just my library hold list, but just so you know, I'm number 371. It's a very popular book. It's If it is on the top of your list for gift giving this holiday season, I would get it sooner rather than later. I've not read it yet because, as I said, I'm on the whole list. It's set in 15th century and also small town present day Idaho. Sounds like it's supposed to be very imaginative. It's one that I, I would definitely think about purchasing sooner rather than later couple others that I think could be very popular. The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue 
by V.E. Schwab. That did come out last year, so it is possible that, again, we've kind of gotten caught up. But I read this one last year. Addie LaRue makes a deal with the devil to live forever with some unintended consequences. It's a lovely book, and I definitely think it's one that has just continued to grow in popularity with readers of all ages from teens to adults. So so just keep that one in mind. Midnight Library by Matt Haig also came out in 2020. Another one that has to do with some time travel. I read it first time about a year ago. It's a great discussion book. This one is very popular. Keep that in mind as well. Personal Librarian. If you listen to the Mexican Gothic episode, Leslie Happing first mentioned this book. And everyone loved it but me. And she actually mentioned it in the category of of a, a book that she loves, that end category where we talk about everyone hated it but me, that she just really loved the book. I've read it as well. This is about J.P. Morgan's personal librarian, Bella de Costa Green, who passes for white. She's an African-American woman. She's the personal librarian of J.P. Morgan. And it goes through the guilt she experiences, the success she experiences. It's it's a soft kind of quiet book, but great, great discussion book and one that I think is just growing in popularity. Another one that so far is, is still available, but is The Four Winds by Kristen Hanna. This is a modern day version of The Great Depression. I've seen it compared to Grapes of Wrath. I have not read it yet, but I've heard good things and I think it's also very popular. So another guideline, right, is any kind of hotly anticipated book, like we mentioned, anything that has color printing, a cookbook, a graphic novel, a picture book, those types of books that it's a little harder to do reprints, those are the kind of books that that you want to order early. And then number three on my strategy list is to kind of think outside the box. I'm talking about things like looking in your basement. We all have so many books in our basement or our attic or our closet. I always record in my closet and I can look around here, you guys, and there's a lot of books. There's some books that are, we've got hidden gems. We might have old old copies of Harry Potter. We might have Jane Austen. We might have the Babysitter's Club. We could have Nancy Drew. I mean, just all of those kind of books that would be perfect to gift. Certainly, thrift stores. Many of these popular books are available at at thrift stores. So when I'm thinking about outside the box, I'm just thinking of different places that we can find these these books. I was also thinking for my number four for strategy, I was also thinking as you're buying books, something to think about doing is to perhaps talk to some relatives and instead of maybe just doing traditional gift giving, you exchange books with a mini book club concept. You could come up with little guidelines. It could be two or three. It could be your cousins. It could be siblings. I've heard of many people who've done this and you know, then you're just choosing a book that you think would be a good discussion book. You can pass the book. It could be something where you're sending the book to different people throughout the year, or you find three copies of a book and you buy it and everybody has it. I I like that idea. I think that's really cool because then, you know, you're staying in touch with relatives and you're talking about books. So number five on my list is 
I just think buying the books in person instead of, you know, I know many of us buy online, which is perfectly fine. But when you're in person, if you can't find the one book that you're looking for, you're just going to find other books. So, you know, go to those little bookstores in your downtown, check them out. I just think that's, it's a great option. My sixth idea is, is digital books. I know not everyone is comfortable with a digital book. Obviously, this could be an audio book. This could be, you know, something for those readers who use Kindle or an iPad to read. But this is a way to ensure if somebody really wants a popular book that you can get it to them so that they can read it. Again, not every reader is going to love this. You need to know your reader and know their comfort level to decide if, if that's the right strategy. My uh, seventh idea, okay, or strategy I should say is you can always go with a gift card to your recipient's local bookstore or a place where they can get books. That is always a winner. So here's what I would do. If you go with a gift card, my, I guess my eighth strategy, I would accompany this with number seven. If you go with a gift card, then maybe add candles or bookmarks or, you know, something else to, to go along with it. I think something like that would would just be really lovely and and people are going to to really enjoy something like that. Let's dive into some specific types of books you could consider purchasing this holiday season. I had posted this on my Facebook group, Everyone Loved It But Me, on Facebook, where we discuss book topics, book agendas. It's a great interactive community. Please join us. <laughs> this question about buying books for the holiday season. And one person said some of the best received books that they have given have been the Sunday comic strips books like Far Side, Calvin and Hobbes, Mutz, Garfield, Charlie Brown. I thought that was an excellent idea. Someone else said that they choose gifts, gifting books that they loved at that kid's age. And write an inscription, which I love that idea. And, and that same person also said that she has gone on Goodreads to see what relatives, what books relatives want to read. And I think that's an excellent idea as well, because if you are comfortable with Goodreads and you're, you know, friends with your friends on Goodreads, you can find out a lot of people categorize what they want to read. I think that's a great strategy. I'm going to look at some elementary kids age books that I feel like are not those super, super popular books. These are ones that are, I guess I would say that everyone hated it, but me books, really the overlooked books. This is one my son and I read, I think this spring break, which is called Save Me a Seat by Sarah Weeks. All the books I'm also going to put in the show notes, just so you know, if you're driving or walking, you can't write these down. <laughs> I know that's hard to do. So like I said, my, my son and I had read this and it's a young boy, Ravi. He and his family moved to America from India and he's having a pretty hard time adjusting and trying to figure out where he fits in. There's a boy in his class named Joe. The two are convinced they have nothing in common. They'll never get along. And we really see some of the cultural issues that Ravi is facing and then also how, you know, friendship ultimately comes comes to fruition. It's it's a it's a it's a really neat book. Another one is the book 
Front Desk by Kelly Yang. So our our main character is Mia. She's 10 years old. So she doesn't live in a house. She lives in a motel. So each day she essentially manages the front desk of the Calvista Motel and takes care of the guests, right? And her parents also hide immigrants. So, of course, we have the mean motel owner, Mr. Yao. And if he finds out what they're doing, then, you know, the whole family will be doomed. It's it's a really neat story. It's actually one of a series. My son and I, I believe, just read the first one. But it's it's really unique. I really liked this book. It's one I, I would recommend. Another one, this is more what I would consider a classic, a Newbery winner, The Girl Who Drank the Moon. This is by Kelly Barnhill. Many of you might remember this one. So every year, the people of this little town leave a baby as an offering to the witch who lives in the forest. They're sure that the sacrifice will keep the evil witch from terrorizing their town. Well, we, of course, discover the witch in the forest is this kind and gentle uh, woman named Zan, and she shares her home with a swap monster named Glurk, and there's just some fun, delightful characters and a wonderful message I just think this could be one you could find. You might have in the attic. You might find this one at the thrift store. It's just a delightful, delightful book. Another, this is also another Newberry winner, Inside Out and Back Again by Tahana Lay. This is a great opportunity to get our kids to discover poetry. This book is written in, in poetry. And it really delves in. So our main character, Ha, for 10 years of her life, has only known Saigon. And then because of the Vietnam War has reached her home, she and her family are forced to flee. And they board a ship and they head to America. And Ha discovers this foreign place called Alabama and all of the cultural issues again and the strength of the family and it's written in a poetry. I read this one with with my son I think in the last year. Really enjoyed it. Another good one that's kind of a a far backlist book as they would call it from the mixed up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler um, by E.L. Kongsbury. What happens here is Claudia decides to run away and she chooses the Metropolitan Museum of Art in New York City. She also chooses her younger brother, Jamie, because he has more money than she has. And they basically go on all sorts of adventures at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. This is a classic. It's a fun one. I, I would hope it would not be that hard to find. I will tell you one way that it is a little more relevant. A lot of preteens and teens were watching in the past year a very, very popular show on Netflix, a holiday romantic comedy called Dash and Lily. It's two teenagers who basically get to know each other via a scavenger hunt. 
and they mention this book a great deal. They're talking a lot about the mixed-up files as of Mrs. Basil E. Frankweiler, and it's kind of cool to see this older book become relevant again in this Netflix series. Like I said, it's called Dash and Lily. Okay, so now I want to talk about a couple young adult teen books that, that I think you might be able to get your hands on this holiday season. One is You Should See Me in a Crown by Leah Johnson. So this one is set in Indiana, which I was born and raised in Indiana, so I always enjoy these books. Our main character is Liz Lighty, so she's always thought she's too black, too poor, too awkward, to succeed in her small Indiana town. So her plan to get to college is actually to become prom queen. So in her small fictitious Indiana town, the prom queen wins a really significant scholarship. So that is really her plan to to get to get to college. I thought this was a really fun book. This is an LBGTQ book. Our main character, Liz, meets the new girl in school, Mac, and they instantly have, have some chemistry. I, I think this is a, a, a fun one that, that teens in your life would enjoy. Another super popular YA book from several years ago now, I think back in 2016, this is historic fiction. So for those teens in your life who enjoy historic fiction, Salt to the Sea. This is based on World War II, but it's a really completely unknown World War II story. This has to do with the sinking in the Baltic Sea by a Soviet submarine of the Wilhelm Gustav. It's a German cruise liner. When this ship sunk, there were... 10,500 people on it. We all hear about the Titanic, but this maritime disaster gets very little attention. And our author, Ruda Septis, she just took a really unique approach to this story because she introduces you and alternates between four different characters. I thought it was really well done. So another... I would call it a classic, could be well-liked for young adults or even adults, is A Tree Grows in Brooklyn, another historic fiction. I feel like this one just doesn't get the attention of so many other classics. We have Francie Nolan, who is based in New York. She is dealing, you know, with her the fact that her dad is an alcoholic, the fact that she lives in severe, severe, severe poverty, but she loves to read. She's super spunky. Her mom insists that she and her brother read Shakespeare every single night. It is, again, one of those books, you'll see a theme. I enjoy those kind of quiet books. This really is a quiet book. If you have readers who just really love the action-packed books, that's that's not this one, but it is a story of this really spunky heroine that I found to be really delightful. So now we're going to stick with historic fiction. This is more for adults. So this is The Women of Copper Country by Mary Doria Russell. One of my book clubs read this, I think, about a year ago. Lots of action in this one. There's a lot happening. 
Setting the stage, we're going to July of 1913. Our main character, another spunky, strong-willed woman, Annie Clements. She is convinced that world she knows is unfair which of course is true and she is in the copper mining town of Calumet Michigan and we see what happens when they're fighting for better wages better better salaries better conditions and again this is historic fiction it's based on a true event it is very well written and an excellent discussion book. So now I want to give you a couple. This one is a lovely rom-com that doesn't get, I feel like it's it's not getting quite as much attention as some of the books I mentioned earlier. It's a bookish life of Nina Hill. Nina works at a bookstore. We learn the father she never knew died and she suddenly got all these new relatives plus of course there's Tom her trivia nemesis and we discover he's really cute and funny and interesting and sparks will just probably fly another fun book by Andrew Sean Greer is Less the name is Less L-E-S-S Arthur Less is a failed novelist about to turn 50 he gets a wedding invitation in the mail from his boyfriend of nine years who is engaged to someone else. Ugh, that sounds horrible. So what's he going to do? Well, he's going to set off around the world. He's going to go to Mexico and Italy and Germany and India and Morocco. And what entails is just a funny, heartwarming book. Really enjoyed it. One to consider. Another kind of heartwarming book um, that, that has a pretty positive ending that you finish reading and saying, okay, you know, th- things are good. Have you seen Louise Valles? Have you seen Louise Valles by Catherine Ryan Hyde? So Raymond Jaffe is our main character, and he's a teenager, and he's just in one of those situations where he doesn't feel comfortable at home. With his mother's new family. He doesn't feel comfortable at home with his father and his father's wife. He's just kind of struggling in between two worlds, if you will. But then it's his neighbor who is 92 years old and she asks him a curious question Have you seen Louise Valles? And that's where that story starts and and goes. These are some books. Like I said, there's so many more and and we might have a couple other episodes where we bring up some other books too, but these are some books that I think are not quite as popular and I hope you'll have an opportunity to get them if you'd like to. Also, please keep in mind, I do provide links to all of these books in the show notes and I've chosen to support bookshop.org which supports small independent bookstores. If you click on any of the links and decide to purchase a book, I'll receive a teeny tiny commission. I want to thank you so much for listening to the show today. I enjoyed having opportunity to to talk about all these different books. And keep in mind, if you have an Everyone Loved It But Me book that you would like to discuss on the show or you'd like to see me talk about, please go to my website, www.everyoneloveditbutme.com. I'm also on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. 
So thank you so much for your time. I hope you have a lovely day. And most importantly, I hope you get to read today. Bye.